This is Top to Bottom with Mikey and Owen. Welcome back to Top to Bottom with Mikey and Owen. This is episode three of season two, and we are headed into the playoffs, and this one is going to be a doozy, I think. What do you think, Owen? Oh, absolute doozy. I mean, there's nothing but a doozy that could happen here, Mike. I think it's going to be a barn burner, a shootout, a showdown. Whatever you want to call Dude, it. Dude, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. How have you been? I've been I've been awesome. I had a really good uh, Christmas season. Um, I'll tell you the, the gift I was most shocked to receive. So I, at work, our boss, she's, she's really generous, and I'm really appreciative for her. And she gets the woman, like, these nice, like, woman products, like towels and some other stuff. I kind of forgot specifically what they got. And I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. And, she, and then it comes to the guy, because she got all the girls, like, the same gift. And then she got all the guys the same gift. Right. And it comes to the guys, and she's like, I did all the research on you guys. Like, I just didn't know what to get. Like, I feel like I really missed the mark on it. And I'm thinking, like, all right, like, she probably got me some, like, sweater or something. She pulls out a MetaQuest 3, like, the brand new, like, VR headsets. What? Yeah, and I, oh, my jaw, my jaw just dropped. I was like, no freaking way, because like I, I've been interested in them, but I, but I've never wanted to like invest in one myself. Like I've watched videos on it and stuff. <laughs> and so the past month or whatever it's been since I got that at our office Christmas party, I've just I've been in the metaverse, Mike. <laughs> i've just been i've been playing everything like in the meta. i've just been in the metaverse baby i've been playing beat saber some mini golf and of course the most time i've put into is uh nfl i was gonna say yeah i'd be playing you know i'm you know i'm maddie stafford throwing dimes to cup oh. evading the rush <laughs> i would be running all over my living room Running into stuff if I had. I, uh, so there was one time this was like a weekend to getting it i was doing these passing drills and I was doing a little less form and I was kind of muscling it. And so I'm just like, my hands are getting sweaty. Like I'm getting real into it. And it just, it slides off my hand and it like the, there's like a safety strap, like a Wii strap mm-hmm. pops off and you see a bang. And then Lydia, Lydia's in the living room, like right next to me. She's like, what just happened? <laughs> and I just like, and I'm only like two feet from the wall and I just chuck the controller at the wall. Oh. And there's like a little dent in the wall. <laughs> me playing VR. Oh. Outside of that, I haven't uh, hurt myself. I'm glad I wasn't turned like if I was like 180 degrees the other way, I would have chucked it at Lydia. So, oh my good God. thing I didn't. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> That's a good thing. But yeah, I've been I've been pretty good. I had a good time with all my family. I was home and stuff, so it was it was busy, but it was it was really good. Have you been, Mike? Doing great, doing great. Uh, Christmas was great. Was sick over the New Year. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. So it was uh, that was a little rough, but it was great. Um, Got some cool WWE, uh, like, little sweat sweatpants slash, like, sleep pants. And then Giselle always gets me a, a bobblehead, a WWE bobblehead. And this year I got Johnny Knoxville when he was at WrestleMania. 
That's great. Do you have so you have like a collection? Yes. In the corner, I got. I see that. Yeah. I got John Cena. I got the Undertaker, and I got Batista, and I've had that Babe Ruth bobblehead since I was probably ten years old. I got that for oh, wow for Christmas, and I was probably yeah about ten. Dude, one day you just gotta have a bobblehead room, just a room full of all your I bobbleheads. I, it's a small collection right now. I used to have a little bit bigger collection as a kid, but I. I used to like to take the heads off of them, and then they'd get, like, the springy little <laughs> flip side head, you know, like a big wobbler. Yeah. So I ruined a lot of them. And we were, we were just a reckless kid for a while, especially with my, when my cousin was living. We were both watching wrestling. We were breaking stuff all the time. Friends coming over and playing ball in the house, which, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to, but... Like I said, hey, you live and you learn, Mike. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into a little bit of fantasy with friends. We'll see how uh, we fared this season and uh, talk about Owen's uh, Cinderella story. Yes, we will. Fantasy with friends. All right, let's talk a little fantasy football, man. I had a little, I had a little top to bottom year myself. <laughs> In one of my leagues, I finished dead last. Oof. Uh, and another league, I finished second, lost by seven points to a team that did not have a kicker. And dude, so that, that sucked. And then I got sixth in the league that we were in together. Yeah, so I, I actually barely squeaked in to. Uh our league that we were in together. And so I was the sixth seed, ended up playing number three, uh, Mr. Colson's team. And so we fared and I ended up beating them, which I was very surprised by. I was like, I barely squeaked in. And so then I was like, all right, like I got to help myself up. So I was telling everyone, I'm like, it's the, it's a Cinderella story. It's get ready. And then I went up against uh, AJ, who was arguably probably the best team at that time. He, He was, he was playing pretty hot. Ended up being him. Went all the way to the championship. I was like, no way. I was like, I just got to enjoy this for what it is. And, of course, I, I ended up coming short. I was going to win. It. I was projected to get five more points. or I was. I think I was five points ahead. I had Travis Kelsey. He had Pacheco. And so I was like, this is perfect. Like, Kelsey's a dog. And, like, Pacheco is, like, an RB2. But it just so happened that game that Pacheco just absolutely blew up. And Kelsey had, like, five points. So, uh, it's all right. I, I can't complain with having that. I can't even talk about the rest of my leagues because they were that bad. I, I This was the only league I made the playoffs, so it kind of made up for the uh, the, the slow season, the, the, the low season that I had for the rest of my teams. So, it felt pretty nice. I, I was I was really riding on the on the cusp of the Rams. I had both Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams to carry me through that playoff run, and I, I think Kyron Williams for most teams was was a league winner because he was balling out at the end of the season. Mike, was there any like league winners that you saw on like teams that did good in the postseason outside of Kyron that like really just had a strong finish to the season? Um, I mean, look at a guy like Jordan Love. His last, oh game, yeah. If you if you picked him up late off the waivers, or even just had him like as your backup guy, and threw him in in the playoffs, I mean, I I would almost think that you were 
<clears throat> went along the way. Same with same with you said Puka. Uh, he he was tearing it up at the end too, and big numbers from CD Lamb. I was just gonna say CD Lamb. That's who Kedrick had on his team, and he's one of those guys that a lot of people thought was like a top three, top five receiver coming in for fantasy. And I don't know what it was. It was there's just some guys that you just like. Maybe I just didn't keep tabs on him enough, or I just didn't like it. Just felt too good to be true. I didn't buy into the hype, and so I, I wasn't really drafted Ceedee Lamb on any of my teams. And he, I mean, he ended up doing exactly what people thought he was going to do. Yeah. So, who's a who's a guy you think that maybe didn't fare as well this year, like a big name? Um, I mean, the first one that comes to my mind because I really dug into the hype was Garrett Wilson. I don't think that's necessarily a performance thing. Um, I think it was just bad situation. Didn't have a quarterback that could truly throw to him. And so, I mean, that was very disappointing. The other huge fantasy disappointment that I think gets brought up a lot is Austin Eckler. Yeah. He just kind of, <laughs> I can tell you that first daily count. It's it's that's that's why the running back position is so hard because these windows of these running backs being elite is so small. I mean, Eckler was really good for what like three, maybe four seasons. Yeah, and it so up for for a good while there. Yeah, like there was there was a decent chunk of time, but you look at um, trying to think of an elite receiver, Julio Jones, AJ Green, like. Their window of being elite was a lot bigger than yeah. what Austin Eckler or, you know, I'm trying to think of recently like really good running backs, Ezekiel Elliott. Kamara for being out the first four weeks. I mean, he ended up averaging 17 points a game. I thought that was that was. He was good if you're in a PPR league because yeah. he was he was getting the ball dumped off to him a lot. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, you had Chris Olave who was only averaging 14. And I was I was kind of expecting more, especially with Derek Carr coming. Um, and kind of he, I mean, he only he was averaging thirteen himself. Derek Carr was so that I mean that's not good numbers. No, out of a quarterback. <laughs> and Derek Carr isn't the greatest quarterback, but I would think he could get you eighteen points a week at least. I know. It, it, yeah, there's. I thought there would be more good quarterbacks this year but I felt like I think a lot of it had to do with like injuries too for some of these guys but it felt like there was a very limited like top tier of quarterbacks this year I mean even like the Josh Allens that are usually like a fantasy superstar like he was pretty streaky I think he still ended up doing pretty good but um yeah I think the biggest lesson learned for me this year is just expect the unexpected I don't know it's just every year I can't I I feel like I do better the years I come in with no plan than the years I come in with a plan. I'm like, all right, like I cracked the code to fantasy. There's no code. There's no code to fantasy. You can uh, do your best job at figuring out like who has a higher probability of doing good, like comparing it from either history of just like the position or what um, that specific player has done in the past or what that specific offense does with certain roles. But I mean, I guess that's why fantasy is so good is because it's like, it's educated guessing. I, we had a, I had a work league and one of my coworkers never did fantasy football before. And he, he auto drafted and he basically just worked off of the lineup he had. I think he made a few pickups. I don't think he made any trades. He went all the way to the championship 
and he almost like he was on the verge of winning. I think too. Right. It really almost is an analytics. You know, go by the averages and kind of go with the they're predicting further every week. It almost makes me like I almost this year want to auto draft like every single team because if you think of it, it's like these rankings. I guess the one thing against it would be that maybe they're not like as up to date. Like, you know, usually ESPN sets their rankings and then they'll move a few guys here and there. But that is like the sum of experts' opinions. And so even if like there's a guy you really don't like at number four and you like the guy at number six better, like that's what the experts are saying. So technically it's like if you just went auto-draft, like it would make – you auto-drafted actually and you actually had a pretty good yeah, team. Yeah, I, I totally missed the draft completely. <laughs> 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 I was like, wait, did we draft? And I think it was – uh, Braden was like, yeah, like two weeks ago. I'm like, that's okay. Well, that's that. We were at the draft, I remember, and we were just like, like sitting there, and we we're like, where's Mike? <laughs> and we were like, on that one. We were like, and we had, there was, because I remember you said you were coming and stuff, but there was just no response, and we were just like, well, I guess Mike's just out of drafting. <laughs> that's kind of like, it's really not. But it worked out, it Mike. Did. You, I mean, you were a top three team. Um, I mean, I guess you had a slow start to the playoffs, but outside of that, it was a pretty good yeah. season. I'm glad I lost to, to you out of everybody in the league. Hey, thanks. Cinderella story. So before we move on, you said you uh, were in the keep, the Dynasty Keeper League. Who, uh, who are you planning on keeping on that team? So you, you keep everybody. Oh, you keep everybody on the team? Yeah, so there's there's two different leagues. Oh, I, I actually, I've done this before where it's just like there's a keeper league and sometimes it's one guy, sometimes it's like three guys you keep on your yeah. team. But Dynasty, that's like you keep everybody. Oh, my gosh. And okay. so I had a terrible year and I'm stuck with everybody. But, but we have a rookie draft then. And so we'll draft rookies. And so I have the third overall pick. And then I also traded away... This looks sounds really bad now, but I traded away Kyron Williams and Mark Andrews because I was like, I'm going to be bad, so I'm just going to be bad, and I'm going to get a high pick, and I, then I also got that guy's first. And so he he ended up going like seventh. So I have the third and the seventh pick in the first round. So we'll see uh, how that goes. I'll probably end up getting a receiver. Probably won't be high enough to get Marvin Harrison. He's the – it sounds like he – obviously I don't watch college football. We, yeah. we talk about that prominently on this podcast. Well, yeah, we, we don't. But I did see the one thing in college football I did see is that I saw Nick Saban retired. So yeah, I did see that today. Uh, goodbye, Nick Saban. But all right, uh, what was I even talking about? Now I lost the di- dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. Keeper. And so I yeah, that's the hype I've heard is that Marvin Harrison is an absolute dog. And so it was a right. bummer I didn't get the first overall pick, but I think there's going to be some good some good rookies coming up, and that'll make it interesting too for any team that's drafting dynasty in general this year. That there'll be a lot of interesting rookie receivers and that might change a lot of receiver rooms coming up so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that but yeah the league that i finished last in they like i guess we decided halfway through that it was going to be a keeper league so we're <laughs> just doing this one 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 keeper i've done that before that's what i've done so in the past i'm keeping jalen hurts i think oh really you're going quarterback I mean, that's pretty much like who's your oh, who's oh. your receivers do you know off the top of your head let's see because usually, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a top quarterback. It doesn't hurt to t- keep a top quarterback, but I've always liked trying to keep like a skills player. I, I lucked out in 
the keeper league that I had, and I had Justin Jefferson. And so one year I got to I got to double dip into in my Justin Jefferson draft pick. But then they made a rule that it was like after keeping a guy, you can't keep him two years in a row, which I was kind of bummed about because yeah. it's like you're getting penalized for drafting like a good a really good player. Guy. Yeah. Right. I got I got uh, Scary Terry Waddle Pittman and who's Brandon, your running backs? Uh, Kenneth Walker and Devin Singletary. Yeah, I th- I think I think I would. I probably, traded a lot of. I was going to say I, I think keeping Jalen would be a smart move. Yeah. Just it in that like high like upper echelon quarterbacks. Those are the guys, the only quarterbacks I would keep. I don't know who I'm going to take with the first pick though. That's what I got to decide. And it's kind of going to be based off of who who gets kept. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So your yeah your top round is going to look completely different from just a regular draft. It'll be weird. Yeah, it will be weird. All right, let's move on to the uh, power rankings, and we'll do a little playoff predictions. Let's go! It's time for power rankings. You heard the man. This is the power rankings where we take our top 10 powerful teams and we see strong, how, yeah, fierce, we see how strong these guys are. <laughs> and we put them in a top 10 list. And we talk about them a lot. Yeah, we do it. Should we, should we go top to bottom? Should we go bottom to top? What, do you, what are you thinking for these playoff teams, Mike? Um, let's go from the bottom. I like the bottom of our list, and I think it. I think it's a uh, kind of shock. It'll be kind of shock, shocking to some, but other people I think will agree with us. So we should probably give a shout out to the two teams. The two. Oh wait, no. Are there four playoff teams that didn't make the? I guess yeah. there's four because we're we're going over the top ten. Yeah, right. So uh, we can just throw out those names real quick. Uh, we got the Steelers. Aren't up there. Nope. Uh, the Bucks aren't up there. Nope. Um, Eagles. Eagles not. did not make it. They're just yeah. They're kind of in a free fall right now. Um, and, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that is it. There's just two teams out of there. Right. No, and the Dolphins. Oh yeah, no, the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins are out of it too. But, but. I think that they got a pretty good chance of making it. If you ask me, I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know. I will say this. I guess we'll touch on the Chiefs, but I think it's a coin toss between the Dolphins and the Chiefs in that game. But I think whoever makes it out of there, I don't think they're going past that. I just think there's too many injuries on both teams. There's too many questions on on both teams for the Dolphins. It's kind of the defense is the issue. And for the Chiefs, it's surprisingly the offense out of out of everything. And, and the other side of the ball is decent. I mean, probably closer to like mediocre. And so I, I think both of these teams. I think the Dolphins had a really easy schedule. Yeah, and they did for a while. And the Chiefs, I I don't know what's good. You know more about the Chiefs, but I will we'll talk about the Chiefs. We'll let's start with our list at number ten. We got the Houston Texans who duked it out with the Colts and and. Made it into the playoffs on a dropped pass by uh, oh my by their the running back. I forgot his name. 
whoever number 31 is. I just remembered that. Well, I mean, he, number. I thought it was weird because they took they took Moss out and they took Taylor out. And I saw at the that's I mean, wild, was literally watching that. And Taylor doesn't have his helmet on, and then they throw the yeah, I can't even think of the guy's name. I'm sorry, but uh, it's like good son, good, it's Goodwin, Goodson. Like, that's his last name. I yeah. forgot, I don't even, I've never heard of that dude's name before. So, he Our must buddy have buddy Al Kuz drove out to that game. Oh, he went to that game, yeah, poor that guy. That's sad. Didn't didn't the last game we go to too was a loss too against the Steelers last year? Last year, but him and uh, our good buddy Clay, those two went to the Steelers Colts game this year when the Colts won. Oh, yeah. so there you go, Coos. Two, two Colts games this season, dude. Look at Al Coos. Yeah, dedicated going man. going after it. Shout out to you, buddy. But screw those guys. They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> We're talking about the Houston Texans, and I love CJ CJ Stroud. He's a rookie year guaranteed, man. It kind of way a puka though. Well, uh, he did break. He broke rookie records, but I could see either. I could I really see. see either. I could see either. If if they're, I shouldn't uh, say guaranteed. Yeah, shouldn't say guaranteed. They're they're pretty close to each other, and the tiebreaker is probably going to the quarterback. So more than likely, that's the only thing. That's how yeah. they play. Politics. It just that's uh, just how it works. It's what comes with the, the position. Be, it would be really cool to see Puka do that. that yeah, that would be cool. I'm just happy with how good he did. But we got the Rams coming up. Um, the Texans had just a beyond surprising year, going from a team that was drafting at number two overall. They traded up to go get. Oh, I mean, I'm think forget they they went to go get a stud pass rusher at the top of the draft, and everyone thought, oh man, the Cardinals they're gonna have like two top picks next year because the Texans just gave them their first for the next year. Mm-hmm. And here we see, like, he's able to just ball out. We didn't think they had anybody in the receiver core. Nico Collins showed that he can actually be kind of like a decent number one. Tank Dell was a huge surprise for how just small and undersized of a receiver he is, That how he can be so productive in just his rookie season. And you even got a guy like Noah Brown, who's kind of a, been a journeyman around the league, like actually yeah. like catch and, and make some big time plays. And I think, I mean, no offense to the receivers, but I think it is primarily CJ Stroud just being an absolute leader, a great player, and um, just a good uh, game manager too. Yeah, he's just um, a lot of people I know have made comments like he's just got that poise, and, and he looks like he's a veteran already. And his rookie season, like he's like no moment is too big for him. Like you would think that if any time he would crumble his rookie season, it would be his first primetime game against the Colts with a playoff spot, arguably the division on the line. It was the division since the Jags lost. But um, he stepped up to the plate. D'Amico Ryans has done a great job, job as coach. Um, yeah. this defense, and he's another guy that looks like a veteran, too, as a coach. He's making good sp- Smart decisions, good time management. His focus was on building a culture, and I think he absolutely did that. And, and I think it—I mean—it paid off immediately, a lot faster than a lot of people thought would pay off. And so, they could be kind of, um, you know, uh, an X factor in, in this playoffs. I know they play the Browns, and so that'll be interesting. I, I think you could see it go either way. Whoever gets out of that game could definitely like—they'll be an underdog the rest of the way, but they could—they could make some noise down the road. But at um at number nine we got the Packers. You got Jordan Love who is surgeon, and the Packers are just are got hot at the very end of this year. A lot of people thought that it was kind of a lost season that they they were still going to be on the hunt for a new quarterback post Aaron Rodgers. But 
he's finally actually pieced it together. I, I think you got to applaud the coach too. I think he showed that he's legitimate and he wasn't just riding off the coattail of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, I mean, Definitely. the the defense has been the biggest worry, um, but they actually kind of pieced things together. Uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, the past couple of weeks, they, they looked good against the Bears, and maybe that's just because they just, I mean, mentally they're just like, they just dominate the Bears. Like, I don't know if the Bears get in their head or what. The Bears actually looked like they could be like, as far as talent-wise, like a playoff-level team, they weren't going to make it just because they lost so much at the beginning of the year, but they shut them down in yeah. Week 18. So that was impressive to see and and they're another team i don't see them getting past the cowboys although the cowboys have had a lot of choke yeah and it is a great story for the packers to go in to jerry world and beat mike mccarthy who got a super bowl with the packers with a rod i don't know but i i really think it's kind of super bowl or bust for for mike mccarthy Oh, big time. And we'll talk about the Cowboys. They look like this year it is legitimate. I think they have to win multiple playoff games. And so maybe even that pressure, the Packers can play off of that and pull an upset. But my guess is um, it's kind of just to feel good. They made the playoffs, and they're a one-and-ton team this year. But who knows? Outside of that, we got the team that has done a lot more than win one playoff game in the past few years. They won multiple Super Bowls, actually. The Kansas City Chiefs, all the way down at Number eight. This is probably the lowest we've ever had the Chiefs, Mike. Yeah, it's uh, it just it's tough as a fan to to see it, but you know, uh, it would almost be a blessing and a in disguise for us to lose that first game to the Dolphins, um, just to realize like we need to help uh, Mahomes out. But I think it's also an opportunity for Mahomes to say. Uh, I'm the best to do this, so I'm going to step up and show you I can do what Brady did and win with a bunch of, you know, not very well-known skilled players on offense and, you know, take some guys like Julian Edelman, Wes Walker, and make them, you know, household names. Yeah, that would be the hope, and I mean – I think one of the reasons they, they look so empty in the cupboard is because a lot of people are, well, not a lot of people, the Chiefs were hoping that Kadarius Tony could step up and be the number one. He isn't. Um, you got Rasheed Rice, and, and I don't think he's a terrible receiver. I think he's been better than a lot of people thought he would have been in his second year. Or, no, 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 he's a rookie. Rasheed's a rookie, yeah, right? Yeah, Rasheed Rice. Yeah, we got Yeah, him. and so um, – yeah, it's just that there's no number one there, and there's just so many people in Kelsey because of that. It, it, right, if he's getting smothered by three guys every time, you know, and then you throw it to the guy that's wide open and, he, and it can't goes catch it. those hands, it's like, what, what are we doing? They're going to continue to be wide open <laughs> and then drop it. <laughs> exactly. So it's like if their receivers can, can catch passes, if maybe they can potentially get the running game going too, which would be great with um, – Pacheco. Uh, we'll see, but right now this doesn't look like the best iteration of the Chiefs at all. Probably the least impressive team we've ever seen with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we'll see. I, I could see just because Patrick Mahomes is so good to just muster up a win against the Dolphins, but I think I'd, I don't know if I said this off mark or if I just mentioned this on the podcast. I just don't see whoever comes out of this Dolphins game um, getting out of the first game, yeah. but 
I'm sure this will be fun for you, Mike. I know you're a big Tyreek fan, and, and Tyreek gets to come home to Arrowhead in a playoff setting, which is wild. I'm excited. I think I'm going to wear my Tyreek jersey that day. I think I'm You got to. It's fitting. I got to. I you got have to. to. All right. Number seven. We just talked about Mikey's team. Now we're talking about my team. Complete Cinderella story for the boys, just like my fantasy season. Um, a lot of people thought they would continue their losing ways. They lost, they won six games last year. They didn't think they were going to win much more, maybe less. But um, this young chorus just absolutely surprised everyone. Um, they've had an amazing draft class with Puka Nakua, with um, Kyron Williams. They've had some great selections on defense too. The Raheem Morris is getting is he's getting the head coaching job because of this season and how the only guy they had in. Uh, granted, he's amazing, but the only guy they had on defense was Aaron Donald. That anyone knew their name. I mean, there's Jordan Fuller too, but most people probably don't know about him. And he has been able to put down a really good defense. Um, these cornerbacks have been able to keep up with some big time receivers that they've played against. And Stafford has been a beast. Like if if he's he would have been in a few more pocket, looking young as heck, freaking throwing sidearms. I think a few more things would have went Stafford's way. I really think he would have been in the MVP conversation because he is just – if you look at his highlights and stuff, like, he just looks amazing. Like, yeah. this is probably the best Stafford has played in, in like, a really long time. And so, um, just – this was, like, best-case scenario. This is what I thought. I thought, worst case, they're a frisky team, but they still got a lot of work to do, and they win seven games. But if they really ball out, you know, they can win double-digit games. They can be a wild card, and they can be spicy. And that's that's what we got with the Rams. Um, to, to be honest, if, if they win this first game against the Lions, against Stafford going against his old team, returning to Detroit. So we got a couple of cool storylines coming in a wild card weekend. Um, if they do somehow beat the Lions, which I do think they have a chance, um, I don't see them getting past the Niners. I think – this iteration of the Niners is way too good. Uh, the Niners have beat them way too much recently and have been in their head way too much. But um, I you think know. I think what would help them if the, the way that that the Rams can make it to the NFC Championship, they beat the Lions and the Packers beat the Cowboys. That way, your seven your seven seeds gonna have to play. I would, yeah. You, you make a good point, Mike. I might have to root for the Packers now. I'm rooting for the Packers. I'm not rooting for the Cowboys. <laughs> I can say that right now. All right, I'm a I'm a Packers fan this weekend. It's official. But um, yeah, I think the Rams uh, definitely have a shot this first game. And I think if they just win one playoff game, I would. As a Rams fan personally, I would be very happy with how the season went because next year is really supposed to be their their year. Their last good year with Stafford, probably their last good year with Cup. Cup hasn't been amazing, and that's why Puka's been a blessing. It's like we didn't have Cup for the first handful of weeks. He's um, continued to kind of deal with some nagging injuries and stuff, um, which is a bummer because I love Cup, and he's probably one of my favorite players on the team, but uh, – yeah, just some some injuries have, have mounted up. He, he's not um, this young guy anymore. I think he's 29 years old, so he's only going to get older. And those non-speed uh, receivers, you know, I feel like they struggle more as they age rather than, you know, receivers that are a little faster and, and that already were able to get some decent separation. So it'll be interesting to see if Coop, 
Cooper Cup shows up uh, in this playoff game coming up this weekend or not. But uh, enough about the Rams. On to number six. We got the Browns. I think it's crazy after a Nick Chubb injury, a Deshaun Watson injury, that we are sitting here and we're saying that the Browns are the sixth best team in the league right now. But that just shows how good this defense has, has been. There's been some dogs on that defense. They've been able to shut down some teams. Jim Schwartz and company um, have looked amazing. And all they've needed is competent at quarterback, Mike. And they've actually gotten more than that in Joe Flacco, which is crazy to say <laughs> that just somehow that Joe Flacco after, um, you know, getting booted out in the Ravens and then having some on and off stints with the Jets – that somehow he can come on this Browns roster and play this good. Yeah, I've heard. Great. I've heard from a lot of analysts that it, the the deal is is that he is good at at moving, getting out of the pocket, and, and doing play action, and that's exactly what Stefanski can do. He he can kind of scheme up some play action, and get some wide open receivers, and so he can still zip it. You know, all, and all he needs oh, is yeah. a couple yards. Uh, it's been a great story to see these guys. Uh, move along i i saw a playoff picture of like the whole season and the browns have actually been in like playoff contention or a wild card spot since like week six their defense their defense is just so good mikey it it didn't matter if it was deshaun watson and the up and down season that he had while he was still healthy it didn't matter if there was a nick chubb injury like they were still winning games because their defense is just that good and Sometimes, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about offense and offense being so good, but you need a championship defense too. And so if Stefanski, which I really do think he could, could coach up a good offense, the defense is there. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, we probably have him higher than most people, Mike, but, but I really do think with these top six teams that any of these teams, like I would not be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. I would not be surprised if the Browns uh, – make a crazy run in the playoffs and they get to the Super Bowl, Mike. I, I would agree. I would agree. I'd love to see it. And Oh, that'd be an awesome it'd story. Be, it'd be an awesome story. Awesome for Joe Flacco um, to do that. And I think you'd have to give him comeback player of the year if he, if he gets to that point. Dude, got it. The only problem, though, is that the awards are based on the regular season. So. Oh, well, yeah. He, he, he still might get it, though. It's either, it's either him or DeMar Hamlin because DeMar Hamlin, like, died almost died so i mean i think yeah i think there's a good chance he'll probably get it even though he didn't really play yeah our good buddy jake jump who's gonna love this next team the detroit lions at number five they have looked great i think if we would have done this power rankings a few weeks ago they probably would have been a little higher but there's just been a few times where they've looked a little weak that they haven't played up to their competition. They haven't had a whole lot of like playoff team matchups where they've like absolutely dominated in those. So I think the I think a lot of people look at that game against the Cowboys and be like, oh, you know, Lions should have won and they'd be at a different spot right now. And uh, that 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 could be very well true. But I mean, they they they've lost games in the season that they shouldn't have and there were times in that Cowboys game that they could have got separation but didn't um, so yeah you can't I, just blame it on that last play right and i i mean we we were just talking about i truly think that the rams can go in 
to Ford Field and, and beat the Lions. I do. I think that when you look at it from experience, Sean McVay is a very smart coach. And nothing against Dean Campbell. He's a very smart coach, too. But Sean McVay's been to the Super Bowl twice. He's had been there, done that. You right. know, he's he's kind of he's got a he's probably gonna be a little more cool and collective than Dan Campbell. Right. Yeah, and he's gonna make analytical plays where Dan Campbell is a heart guy. He's going balls to the wall to, all the time, and it'll be yeah. a, it'll be a true test to see in the playoffs. Because I mean, in the regular season, it could be week four, fourth and six at your own thirty, and Dan Campbell could be going for it. You know, so what's he gonna be doing in the playoffs? Yeah, you just don't know. I I, I kind of thought. You know, maybe he'll be a little more conservative in the playoffs. Maybe he won't. I thought with that Cowboys game, I don't think too much of seeding was on the line if they beat the Cowboys or not. And so they're, I, I felt like they are kind of playing with house money, and if they could do it, then they could do it. And so I thought that's maybe that why they went for two. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just wanted to see if his, if his team could actually go for two. And so looking at the glass half full for the Lions, uh, especially with that play call that went awry, the officials will definitely be – uh, on their feet <laughs> after after what happened and the backlash that came. Um, the Lions can kind of get the losing out of the way. And maybe they're a little more comfortable because they got a couple of losses and a couple of things didn't work out their way, and so they won't play as tight. Maybe they'll play a little loose. They know that they can score a two-point conversion if they need one. So, I, I mean – biased but i'm looking forward to this rams lions game the most out of any games that are coming this weekend i think the browns texans will be interesting but when you're just talking about games that are going to be close and you don't know what's going to happen um yeah i'm excited excited for this rams lions game because you could see it go either way and you could see it be a blow either way or you could see it be as close as possible at number four the buffalo bills uh They've been just an absolute roller coaster ride, Mike. I, I don't know if you were – well, it sounded like you were watching it. The the Dolphins-Bills game, it's just wild because it's like Josh Allen can throw – he can run on the opposite side of the field and then throw it across the field and hit an absolute dime. Or he can almost throw a dime and then just make this terrible interception. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how he performs in the playoffs, how that uh, – I, I, team holds up. I agree. I agree. He he looked a lot like, and even uh, I really hate uh, agreeing with him, but Chris Collinsworth was saying <laughs> he looked like Brett Favre. And, and that's what I was like. He kind of does. You know, he throws his body out on the line and he guns. Some mobile Brett Favre. Gunslinging it. He doesn't, it's not that he doesn't really care when he throws, but he's he's more so, he'd rather take the risk. And get the reward. Oh, yeah. Then you know he doesn't he doesn't mind throwing three interceptions in a game because he, he probably won that game, you know, because he also had three hundred and forty yards and two rushing touchdowns and two throwing touchdowns. Yeah. Hey, you don't get the biscuit when you play it safe. No. You get the biscuit when you risk it. Then and as you said, any of these next teams could absolutely win the Super Bowl. Um, the Bills they have a great. Story losing, you know, every uh, seems like almost every second round these guys get to second, third round, they just uh, have some type of really close game, and then you know, with a minute left, they lose. Thirteen seconds left, they lose. Yeah, uh, they got some great seating though this year. That I just I feel like outside of the Ravens, 
they I, I would probably pick the Bills over anyone. And let's say they beat the Steelers, which I, I think will be the most lopsided game this weekend. Yeah. I think the, the Bills will take care of business. But um, the Bills are either going to take on the uh, – I'm blanking now. They're either going to take on the Browns. No, they wouldn't take on the Browns because they're pretty low seed. Uh, I mean, potentially. It, it'd probably be – if the Chiefs win – then they'll then they'll be playing uh, the Chiefs and then the one of the Browns Chiefs Texans maybe the Browns I don't see them having an issue with any of those teams outside of the Browns actually I feel like the Browns could actually mess with Josh Allen but um, it does seem like it'd be the game that they would lose especially in Buffalo it'd be it, to see Joe Flacco go up there and, and beat them. Um, be, it'd be it'd be a four interception game for Josh Allen and Joe Flacco would just throw absolute dimes. And I feel like it'd be a snow game too, dude. Has to be a snow it game. Has to be. There's no way it can't be a snow <laughs> game. But uh, I, at the same time, I, I could see the Bills take care of business. I could see them uh, maybe if the Ravens hit some injuries or they they kind of are playing a little off. I could see them beat the Ravens and I could see them go to the Super Bowl very easily. But um, Josh Allen is going to kind of have to hone it in, and, and I think it's—I think it really is just a coin toss. Is, is like you said, he, he kind of has a far way that he plays, and so you don't know if he's going to throw an interception or he's going to throw a touchdown. And so we don't know if the Bills are going to win uh, the Super Bowl, or we don't know if they're going to be at the first round. They're just kind of—they're all over the place, but they're still a very talented team. This really surprised me. The Bills were. A, a top team in sacks and interceptions, I believe, which kind of surprises me because they haven't had Von Miller because he's had some like off the field issues. And so you wouldn't think they're as good of a defense, but they're still playing pretty good on defense. Our, our hometown hero, AJ Epinesa. AJ Epinesa, baby. Let's go dog. <laughs> same, uh, same class just was a, a high school, uh, a, rock, a block away from right. us. A rocks throw away. A rocks threw away. And our, so, our football field was down in a pit and had <laughs> you know clumps all over it, and they had the very nice turf field. Yeah. We were the we were the garage to to their high school, and so <laughs> AJ, I know you're listening to this right now. We're rooting for you, and we we hope you make it to the Super Bowl. And whenever you get the Super Bowl MVP and you're making your speech, just shout out your friends Owen and Mikey, and and top to bottom, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, and we'll name we'll get a whole new turf field at, at Mel Stadium. We'll name it we'll name it Epinesa Field. Yes. Exactly. It's gonna be awesome. Number three, the Cowboys. Um Mike, you think you think the Packers are gonna win this game apparently that the Cowboys are playing. That's <laughs> more of like a passionate play there, but um, <laughs> the Cowboys are they are a good team. Um and I think Dak has silenced some of the naysayers. Um, and the, the CD Lamb, he's he's a very talented, skillful player. Great connection with Dak. Yeah, has a exactly has a great connection. And then you got guys like Brandon Cooks and Turpin, and these guys are are told are Torbert, um, and you got Luke Ferguson, guys that are really just able to catch the ball and get open. So this is a probably the best Cowboys team we've seen. Um, Shit, since since Romo and and Des Bryant, D'Amico Murray, or Demarco Murray, but um, really these guys do have a chance. And like I said, it's going to be do or die for Mike McCarthy if he doesn't win a Super Bowl here, or at least make it to the NFC Championship. 
I'd say he's probably going to get canned. He does have one more year on his uh, contract, so I could see him. I could see Jerry working a trade to get him to another team, but I don't know if he. Would, I don't know if, if. I don't know if he would go to another team. I feel like this is kind of it for him if he doesn't work out with the Cowboys. Really? Even as an offensive coordinator? No, I could definitely see him in offense, but nobody's going to trade for an offensive yeah. coordinator. And so I don't I think they would trade him. Yeah. My thought on if he gets fired or not, they've had a good season, and they've they've been obviously a pretty great team, ended up winning the division. So that works well for him. If, if he was coming in here as a wildcard team, I would agree that he would have to win multiple playoff games. I think if he can just beat the Packers, which hopefully he can, if he can just beat the Packers, then I think his job is safe. Now, if they go one and done, I think that's it. I think he's gone. But I, there's still a chance. Even if they win one, if they win one game and they lose, then, then I think there's a his job's in question. But it'll be uh, interesting to see. He's the only coach I think in the playoffs that could potentially get fired. But it's just because he's been in this position on and on again. Jerry Jones, he's getting up there in age. He wants to see the Cowboys win at least one more Super Bowl before he's out of there, or that he's, you know, just done being an active owner. And I guess he's the GM. <clears throat> that still kind of Steve, blows my mind. <laughs> Stephen A. said something. He was like, uh, Jerry Jones wants to get uh, a Super Bowl, and I want to see him get a Super Bowl before he, you know, passes on. I'm like, before he dies? Is <laughs> <laughs> he going to be 84 years old up in the booth freaking getting out of his chair every time the Cowboys score? Dude, he might. I, I can't believe he, he's still doing he's it. He's probably one of the only owners in the league. And I guess it's maybe because he's a GM too, but one of the only guys in the league that at almost every game they show him multiple times you know, on the camera. And they usually always talk about him, too. It's because he's Jerry Jones, Mike. Jerry, he's Jerry. he's definitely the most iconic owner. It's, it's the name, Jerry. They're icons. Dude, <laughs> all Jerry's are icons. Right. Shout out to, shout out to my Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the Jerry's. Yeah, shout out to all the Jerry's out there. My favorite Jerry is Jerry Rosentretter, followed by Jerry the Mouse. <laughs> Jerry the Mouse. Jerry the Mouse is also pretty high up there in my Jerry Power Rankings. Yeah. Uh, also, Jerry from uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Smith. And... Jerry Smith. All right, number two, the San Francisco 49ers, one of the two number one seeds and... Definitely a lot of people's favorites to kind of win it all. There were some questions about Brock Purdy whenever they had a meltdown against, uh, I don't know what team it was, but he, he threw three interceptions. And Ravens. It was who, the Ravens? Yeah, yeah you're right. It was, yeah, it was against the Ravens. And, um, you know, there's a lot of question marks. They, they've cleaned it up since then. They, they went back to being kind of a dominant team. And I think they're going to continue to do that. I think if anyone's going to stop them, it's going to be the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Um, for me, I have a hard time seeing a team that isn't the 49ers um, make it to the Super Bowl, and at the very least, the NFC Championship. The big thing is that they've continuously made the NFC Championship NFC Championship game. And so I think we'll see. that They, they look like a great team, Mike. Like I said, um, Purdy has been better than a lot of people thought. I think people thought that Sam Darnold might actually get a chance. And, I mean, the only time he got a chance is whenever they benched all the starters right. in Week 18. And 
Well, he did get a chance when he, after I was like five minutes left in that Ravens game. But he did <laughs> score a touchdown. Oh, I think he would be. I think he would be great, and I think that goes to show. I think Sam Darnold's a average great quarterback. Backup. Yeah, I think he's a great backup. I think like he could be an average starting quarterback, and just to show that he was able to ball out so quickly, um, just coming out of the coming out off the bench. I think it shows just how good of a coordinator Shanahan is and that he's going to be able to scheme up this offense. Obviously, you know, Debo's a great player, and um, with them, they're going to be amazing. Without them, they might still be able to be a decent defense. Like, it, it would be a huge blow to not have Debo. And hopefully it doesn't come down to another 49ers injury where it just leaves them empty-handed in one of these playoff games and they just can't get the job done because – this just it, it feels like their year. And if, if it isn't the 49ers year, the only other team that I see that's as dominant is number one, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, um, most likely going to be the MVP, has had a quietly great season so far. You've got their defense that won the defensive triple crown, interception, sacks, and I think the third one's tackles. But, I mean, obviously that means they're a pretty good defense if they can lead in some of the top three stats defensively. And so they're just looking good on every aspect of their team. Um, who do they have a running back? Do you know who they have a running back? Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. So yeah. it's kind of a mix. So it's kind of, it's kind of a mix, Justice guys. Hill's got the gets the start, but um, they 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 mix in Gus Edwards there a little bit. Um, did Did you see that? I didn't know that playoff Lenny Fournette saw. Hey, he's mm-hmm. on the Bills. I, I thought I saw he was on a practice squad. I didn't realize it was the Bills, and they must have brought him up last week. Was I think the first week he's been on actitude. Mike, you made a good point. I think now that we have this information, we're going to have to move the Bills up to number one. <laughs> they we're, playoff we're, we're talking about playoff Lenny here, Mike. We're not, we're not talking about, uh, I don't know, Lenny Lenny. We're talking about playoff Lenny. We're not talking about the rabbit Lenny. <laughs> that man is golden. But regardless, I, I think they could. You could put me at running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Their running game would be fine because you can utilize Lamar Jackson. And Did so, you play running back at Mills. No, I, I wanted to, but uh, it's a blessing I didn't because, like, I would have got absolutely rocked. Because I was, I look back at p- pictures of me in high school, and like, I was just this scrawny little guy. Hey, you got the, you got that fumble recovery at one time, dude. Absolutely incredible. It was really funny because a great that, moment for the Baltimore. That was that was probably my that was my best playing career moment ever. I remember going to the bench because you'd always insult me after special teams because I'd never like I'd usually get like pushed around. I wanted you to hit somebody, but then there'd be some senior on the opposing team, and he'd like, like I'm going for this long he'd, guy. He'd knock me over. I remember <laughs> the only other memory outside the fumble recovery of my high school football career is that we were we were playing in Alton, and I didn't know like. I think I just kind of stopped because I didn't think the ball was near us. And this dude full speed trucked me, knocked the wind out of me, like brought me to the ground. And like I was on the blocking. I was on the blocking team. And he just dominated me. And I was just like, I just lost my my manhood. <laughs> like, after I went down. I probably dropped my water. I did. I, 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 I hope you oh! Hopefully you weren't watching that oh! one. That was that was rough. But um yeah, that's what the Ravens are going to do to whoever they, they play in the divisional round. They're gonna they're gonna I knock the so. air out of them. I think Basically. they're gonna. 
I mean, I think they're easily going to beat whoever they go up against. The it's Browns Harbaugh. Huh? It's the year of the Harbaugh. Dude, it's the year of the Harbaugh. That would be pretty cool for the Harbaugh family if they both won championships in the same year. I bowled last night in league. Two brothers got 300s at the same what? time. Yeah. That's one crazy. Dude, literally, one guy bowled a 300, uh, like lane 22, and then his brother, not even a minute later, bowled a 300, like at lane 15. I wonder if their dad's any good. <laughs> their dad was bowling that night with him. He didn't get a 300. Dude, poor guy. That would be that be... from his mama. That's that's so wild because even it, isn't it like like professional bowlers like it's like a one in a six one in six hundred chance like every time you bowl. I mean, it's not easy. You I can tell you that much. I've been bowling a long time. I never got one. That is wild. But um, like I was saying, Cleveland Browns, the only team I could see them having trouble with in the divisional round, just because you know it's a division rival. They know them a little better. The Browns. I think they, the Browns beat them in both games that they played the Ravens, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and so, they, they have a better divisional record than the Ravens. Yeah, so that, that the Browns might be their kryptonite, but outside of that, they're beating the Chiefs, they're beating the Dolphins, they're beating um, the Steelers if they somehow get past the Bills, um, they're beating the Texans. And so I think hands down, unless a catastrophe happens, they're going to the AFC Championship game. And I think they're handling business there. And so, I mean, if you ask me, I think it's probably going to be the Ravens versus the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I mean, granted, everyone's probably going to say the two first seeds are going to make it there. I think if not the Ravens, I think it's the Bills. I think if not the Niners, uh, I don't really, I I guess the Cowboys. But I guess this would probably be a good time, Mike, to just do um, our predictions for kind of like the final four. We don't want to go through the whole thing because you kind of already know our opinions after going through each team. But, uh, yeah, I think my true, I think my true final four without having like any, um, any bias or like hard plays, I think it, it, it should be, should be Niners and Cowboys from that game. I really, it's just going to have to be a shootout. Whoever's whoever's defense steps up the most in that game, if Micah Parsons can really prove, you know, to be the best defensive player in the league and bust through and get to Brock Purdy, shut down the run, if they can do that, the Cowboys can make it to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I think that Ravens-Bills game in the AFC Championship will happen. From that game, I think it's, I think it's going to be a shootout there, too. Who can contain... Uh, the other quarterback, because once once Josh Allen rolls out of the quarterback, guys just bounce off of him. And when Rick, when uh, Lamar Jackson runs out of the pocket, guys can't even touch him. He can stop on a dime. He can spin, move around. He can juke. He runs better than most running backs in the league, and he's fast as all of the running backs in the league. So it'll be a true test. Um, whoever I think whoever comes out of that AFC championship game i think that's a team that wins uh ravens or bills yeah um so yeah you have the same exact final four as i do um i i think i just did this last year i think i said the bills won it all last year but i'm gonna say it again this year i think the bills beat the ravens they just have more playoff experience i think they're gonna win it more and I think that the Niners that they end up finally going back to the Super Bowl and I think the Bills win it all I just think that I think that'd be a great Super Bowl too. They, they, they Bills, Niners. Play, they didn't yeah. play each other this year. 
Um, That'd be an awesome match. Niners played a lot of people. So did the Ravens. They played a lot of a lot of people. A lot of good teams. Yeah, and so to see that game, no one's seen it before, um, and be be a great matchup. I think it'd be fun. I don't think you you would know what would happen because I think there would be interceptions from both quarterbacks. Yeah. And. yeah, a lot of turnovers, but I also think there would be a decent amount of scoring as well. And so I think that'd be a pretty fun Super Bowl. Um, turnovers in the Super Bowl, they just mean so much more. They're so much more exciting. Cause it's completely different. It, it's just a completely different atmosphere, and it it is it's balls to the wall. It's the final show. Oh, man, this is going to be so much fun. I mean, I, I love the regular season. I love fantasy football, but the playoffs and the Super Bowl, that might be my favorite time of the football season. You know, it's all coming down to the line. Like the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it is. It, it's awesome. And so it's going to be exciting to see what happens uh, in the playoffs, Mike. It, it, it could really go a multitude of ways. I don't think, like last year, I felt like it was kind of like, all right, like you got the Eagles, you've got the Chiefs, and I think there was one other team that was doing like pretty well. But you kind of knew like, the three top teams this year you, know, you have the Ravens and you have the Niners but but there's a there's a handful of second tier teams and I, well I think there's just a huge tier of second tier teams I think everyone that made it to the playoffs has somewhat of a shot outside of the Steelers <laughs> yeah Steelers Bucks in the Bucks in the Bucks yeah it, it'd have to be and Baker Mayfield would have to have his oh my gosh that would be the history. wildest story you know. if if the Bucks somehow like made it all the way to the Super Bowl it would be is you got anything on the Eagles I feel like that's kind of the one team we didn't talk too much about I just I don't I don't think they're playing well right now I think the AJ Brown injury does the not AJ help the AJ Brown injury doesn't help Nick Sirianni, I think he's a little bit of a, a hothead. He re, he has too much reaction to the fans. I mean, there's been multiple instances where he's, like, yelling back at fans as he's exiting, you know, the tunnels at opposing <laughs> games. And it's like, dude, just keep walking, man. You know, you're getting paid millions of dollars to represent your team. And, are, and I, just, I just don't think that, that that's a good representation on the coach to be doing that. And I, I – I think that's kind of why I just don't like talking about him. <laughs> and my brother-in-law, he's a huge Eagles fan, and I don't know, I kind of like seeing him cry. <laughs> so, I love you, Randy. I love you. I hope the Eagles lose first round, though. Dude, savage. Well, while we're kind of talking about predictions here, what what are you looking at for the next year? Give me give me your team next year who's gonna come out and and make the playoffs. You think gonna make some moves? That isn't in the playoffs. That isn't in the playoffs right now. Who do you think gets back in there this our coming season? I mean, if I'm just trying to choose my surest bet of someone that is out right now. That's going in. You've got to go with the team with the best quarterback that isn't in right now. And that's got to be the Chargers, Mike. They're going to have a different coach. Um, it's totally going to depend on the coach they bring in. But you still got talented receivers. Uh, we'll see how 30,000-year-old uh, Keenan Allen does. If he's good, we'll see if Mike Williams come back, comes back and he's healthy. But um, I guess the worry is Eckler, too. But either the Chargers, another team that, that I hope I don't steal this from you, but the Jets, obviously, B. 
because you're going to have a healthy Rodgers. And, and yeah. if you have a healthy Rodgers or, or just a functioning quarterback, like I feel like the Jets will be able to make it to, <laughs> to the playoffs. It's just such a bizarre thing, man. I mean, to be to watch that live, like I was, I was really excited to see the Jets this year and Aaron Rodgers come back and play. Yeah, and I watched, that was such I watched a bummer. that whole like pregame. I saw him come out with the American flag and everything. And then I saw him go down, and when I saw him put, like, hardly any pressure, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's out for the season again. That was it? I did. I was like, he's out for the season again. I wish I would have watched the game just for, like, the pregame excitement. Obviously, I only played one game, but I just remember, like, I think I was doing something. I was like, oh, I'll catch another Aaron Rodgers game. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nope. You for, for, I think it was four snaps. Yeah. Um, I think – um, I was going to say the Jets, but I think another team that will come out um, and probably not win their division, but they'll get a, that playoff spot low one would be the Chicago Bears. I think with, really? two, with getting – I think they're at number seven pick or number eight, and they have the number one overall pick. I think they're going to bring in some skill guys with those. You stick with – Justin Fields, I think you stick with Matt or uh, yeah, Matt Eberflus. Well, they are. Yeah, they are. Do you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, they said that they, today. they fired the offensive coordinator and all their staff, and they're planning on because remember their de- their defensive coordinator resigned because of like I don't know personal issues or whatever, super early into the season, and so basically it's like Eberflus and a completely brand new coaching staff. So that will be interesting to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I think you bring in a guy that that goes to to Justin Fields' strengths. Uh, Definitely, you know, rollout, uh, play action, option um, type guy. But you, you got DJ Moore. You have some skill. The play. connections there. Yeah, you have a, a good connection there. If you bring in a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., I think you got to go out and get a, a good bell cow, a good. Hard nose running back. Even if you go and like try and poach Ezekiel Elliott from the Patriots, you really think Just Zeke's going to be enough, or are you thinking like pair him with, you know, you know somebody they, else? Having when they had uh, like Tariq Cohen and Herbert both in there, you know, I think that kind of worked good for them. So if you if you keep you know uh, Roshan in there, or if you keep Khalil Herbert, I think either of those two. Even like I thought, Devonta Freeman, or yeah, Devonta Freeman, he's a good, or is it Foreman? Foreman, Foreman. Yeah, but yeah, I, I he I, did all right for him. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're you're a few pieces away from being there on offense. You can make a few moves on on defense. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know a lot of people are upset because they're falling into that Bears trend of keep a coach a year too long, and then. If they do end up drafting a quarterback, then this quarterback's been in like multiple different systems, and and it it I know my coworker he talks about this a lot, and he's really frustrated about this is that it's just this never ending like held onto a coach too long, quarterbacks in the middle of two different coaches and the coaching transition, and repeat the cycle and do it all over again, and so. It's going to be interesting to see if they can buck that trend if Eberflus is is better than than the coaches in the past have been, and if they can hit this offensive coordinator higher because I think that's the biggest thing. Can you get this offense to work? I think 
regardless, I think Eberflus's defense is going to be just like average. I think it's going to be whatever. Like it seems like it's just going to be fine. But can they find the right coordinator and the right pieces around Justin Fields to activate him, or are they going to completely flip the switch and get a rookie QB? Well, we'll have to wait and see. It'll be it'll be interesting. But uh, talking about Eberflus and the offensive coordinator firings, that's something we haven't touched on yet that we might be able to talk about real quick. Yeah. Is there anything big you took away from the head coaching positions that opened? For me, I mean, it's wild that Pete Carroll is is done being the head coach in Seattle. He might still have an advisory role, it sounds like, but he's not. But they're looking for a new head coach, which is wild. Yeah, I thought the uh, I thought the Ron Rivera firing was interesting. I mean, they did not uh, they didn't do extremely well these past couple seasons under Rivera. And when they brought in Vienna last or this season, I figured that it would be a position that he would take eventually. I didn't. Oh, think you, it was you think he would be, take head coach? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I think I think Vienna is. I I just thought the reason why he left Kansas City was to become a head coach. So that's what I thought that maybe if there was like some type of agreement there, hey, yeah. come in, you know, you're guaranteed. Uh, the, the coaching position when it opens up, or something like, or at least an interview. You know, what I mean. Oh, like he'll that. definitely, he'll at the very least, still get an interview. But yeah, um, I think he wanted. I think the enemy wanted just like an opportunity to show that he can run an offense because he's he was just always under the shadow of Andy Reid, and so that's why he never got an opportunity to be a head coach anywhere. And so he wanted to run his own offense, and obviously he had full control of the offense in Washington. So. He'll be a head coaching candidate for sure. Did you did you hear who who's helping the commanders with their hiring process? They're getting the the Golden State Warriors GM Bob Myers to, really? to, to like lead the head coaching search for the commanders because apparently he's good friends with their the commanders' new owner. Interesting. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see what, what direction that kind of takes everything. Panthers kind of did a complete overhaul. With oh, man, GM, the Panthers are a mess. If, the, if there's coach. one team that I would hate to be a fan of, which I kind of like follow them just because I got relatives in Carolina, but uh, I would not want to be a Panthers fan because yeah. it's like your team was awful. You have no coaches. Like the owner has shown that he, he's potentially the issue, and he's not never leaving, and you don't have your first overall pick. And the first overall pick you made – Looks mediocre at best. Yeah, that's a shame. That's that stadium is actually in a really cool spot in downtown Charlotte. Oh, you've uh, been there? Yeah, I've been there for a, a company that I represent. Actually, oh, right, nice. right across the street from the stadium. That's funny. So it's a pretty pretty nice spot. Um, so it's a shame that they can't put something together for that city. Um, it is. Um, what do you think the biggest uh, takeaway from this? from this season was, I mean, for you personally as a fan, was it something a little different? Do you think it's actually scripted? Do you <laughs> feed into any of that? Or? I think if it was uh, scripted that you would not have Zach Wilson start every single game, that you wouldn't have <laughs> Brett Ripien play a game for the Rams, there was just so many quarterback injuries. And I think that was kind of the narrative throughout the entire season is that we just saw way more injuries than we usually saw for the season. You saw way more backup quarterbacks in there and play. And it just shows the lack of a good quarterback. And it also shows the impact of having a quarterback to be a successful team. Yeah. So um, I think I agree, I agree with you. I think the biggest thing for me is that it, 
uh, it kind of proved that it wasn't scripted. You can't really imitate oh, no. imitate any of this stuff. It was a very bizarre season, like you said, all the backups that started. I mean, uh, where's Stinson Bennett at? I mean, he's I don't even know if that dude is is he still on the. He camera has some or? like personal issues, or not that he has personal issues, but I think he had like personal things matters to deal with, and they haven't even like released what really what it is. I hope everything's okay for him. Yeah, I I have for, no idea. For winning, for winning, you know, multiple national championships and then coming to the Rams, I thought he was going to be like, you know, the apprentice to Matt Stafford. He still could be. Um, I don't I don't know if he's coming back next year or not. Obviously, he would be he'd be great to see, but bizarre season. I think a lot of teams are going to put a lot more are going to invest more into their backup quarterback position after this year, after seeing like how much it impacted them. Like I think a team that tried just to like kind of get away with developing a guy instead of getting like a legitimate backup was the jets. And you saw it really bit them in the butt. And so I think teams are going to take their backup quarterback jobs, especially competing teams are going to take them way more serious than, than they did in the past, but it was still a really fun season. Um, the, the way it kind of worked this year most teams were still in it outside, unless if you're the Panthers. Like most teams were in it, like with a few weeks to go, which made the season that much more interesting. And it, it just it flew by for me, Mike. It, it was such a quick season, and it didn't even feel like it. Was, I can't believe we're already at the playoffs. Yeah, that's wild. But, Bizarre, fast season, but it was fun. But it was fun. They're, they're outside of, and I mean, the Ravens didn't from the get-go, or the Niners. Well, the Niners. I guess the Niners were always kind of dominant. But outside of the Niners, like the Ravens didn't really pick up heat until the middle of the season. And, and so, it'll be, it'll be. It was an interesting season, Mike, and it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of, kind of ends up. I would agree. I would agree. And it's been a fun season here on top to bottom, and we will be back to wrap up. Um, after the uh, Super Bowl, maybe just a little quick chit chat, uh, you know, a short episode to to cover all the awesome things that are to come. Um, like we said, I think this has been a, a one of the most anticipated playoffs. Uh, this whole this whole week has just felt like I, I hope I just can't wait till Saturday. It's going to be the best wildcard weekend we've seen in a while. Just yes. there's there, there's return games, like we said. There's no like. There's no like upper echelon of teams, especially whenever the first seeds aren't playing this week. And so it's like really any of these games could go either way. So it'll be fun to watch them. Yep. Well, we thank you for your listenership. Thanks for uh, just supporting us, whether you're family or friends. We really appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, we will see you next time on Top to Bottom. See you guys. Peace.